ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinema. It's the podcast where we walk or sometimes drive home from the movies. And today we're going to the, another uh, Cork Film Festival screening. Uh, this time it is After Sun. With Paul Mescal. Is it Mescal or Mescal? I have no idea. Um, but it, it's a movie that we've been hearing loads of buzz about, and um, lots of people saying they really like it. It's getting nominated for loads of awards. I think it won an award at Cannes. Um, and it's by uh, Charlotte Wells. She directed and wrote it. This is her first feature film, so it's quite a big deal for her that it's getting this much like praise. I can't wait to see it. Um, and he's so hot right now. He's my favourite thing about the pandemic was the Connell's Chain Instagram page uh, so for anyone who hasn't <laughs> yeah. seen Normal People Paul Mescal is that's me I haven't seen Normal People yeah, Dave hasn't seen it um, but Paul Mescal is very very fantastic in it he's a brilliant actor but he had a, a gold chain that his character wore and um, I mean look it was March 2020 these things happened uh, millions of people became obsessed with this necklace what a world we lived in the t- <laughs> Tiger King and this Irishman's chain <laughs> with the things on everyone's lips they were um, society crumbled I know but now I'm really happy that this movie's on everyone's lips because uh, it's female filmmaker director which you know is like really hard for a woman to get a film made um, and I've seen pictures thanks for the segue yeah. I've seen pictures that are like really short clips of it and it like looks really beautiful so I'm super pumped but anyway we leave it at that we'll see you all on the other side what's it about? I, ju- I just know that it's about a father and daughter that's it so, right. I actually know very little about this movie. Yeah, me neither. Which, so which I like. This yeah. is my ideal conditions for seeing a movie. Best way to see a movie. And we're going to see it in The Everyman, which is like a really lovely theatre in Cork, which is really fun as well. Um, and I know we jokingly said in our last episode when we saw Aisha that we were going to watch a third Irish movie in a row because it's so rare to watch Irish movies. Is this an Irish movie? No, but she's oh. Scottish and he's Irish. So I feel like we've gotten pretty close to it, actually. Yeah, yeah? this doesn't make it an Irish movie, Yeah, but it? If, well, I don't know. I feel like we're, we're continuing in that vein. I don't think so. I'm excited. If you have an about Irish it. actor in your movie. Even Irish make actor, it an Irish a, movie. An Irish actor and a Scottish writer director, though. And also, one other thing I read. Maybe um, you could chalk one down for the Celts. Yeah. But I'm and, not. I'm not giving. I'm not giving uh, yeah. you this. Um, but guess who's a producer on the film? Uh, you who? won't guess. Barry Jenkins. Oh wow! Yeah, of Moonlight fame. Yeah. Uh, so even more excited to see his name there. Um, so anyway, we'll see you all on the other side. Bye. Why don't you go over and introduce yourself? Dad, no, they're like kids. Why don't you go over and introduce yourself? Mm. Sophie, they're like old. Don't you ever move back to Scotland? No. Why? There's this feeling, once you leave where you're from, that you don't totally belong there again. You okay through there? 
Don't you ever feel like tired and down and feels like your bones don't work, like you're sinking? Hmm. We're here to have a good time, eh? You know, I want you to know that you can talk to me about anything as you get older, you know? Done it all and you can too. Okay, hi, hello, we're back in the car uh, and we have seen After Sun. If it's your first time here at the cinema, we don't spoil the movie. There's not much to spoil in this movie, but uh, nonetheless, we will turn on to Spoiler Street. I will clearly indicate <laughs> with my indicator, which you will hear mm-hmm. um, when, when the spoilers are coming. But firstly, let's talk about whether, let's talk about kind of maybe just give a tee up to what this movie is about and then whether or not we would recommend it. Kathy. Um, Well, it's a really interesting movie because it just takes place effectively over like a week. Um, A father and daughter are on holidays together in Turkey and they're Scottish. So I kind of take back what I say in the intro. It felt like a Scottish movie because he also had a Scottish accent in it. Yeah, not an Irish movie. Yeah, not an Irish movie. Um, It is the 90s also. I think that's important. Was it 90s or was it like early noughties? I couldn't quite tell. Oh, good question. He's uh, in for or me, around. very much the 90s would be my guess. In or could, around yeah, Could there. have been the year 2000 or 2001, potentially. Yeah. Um, great soundtrack. Great soundtrack, it's the soundtrack yeah. to our youth. Exactly, yeah. Like, we were probably the age of the girl in or around uh, when we were in that movie. What is she in this movie? Like, 14? She's 11. Maybe? Oh, she's 11, right, okay. Um, so, it's a really interesting movie because I would say... Uh, I feel like it might be a bit of a Marmite movie because from yes. the reaction of sitting in the audience it felt like some people were very enthralled like Dave and myself and some people were like kind of on visibly, their phones on their phones visibly whispering to each other like quite bored uh, so I'll say that up front to our listeners um, don't right. be on your phone in the cinema please well, God. Our like, listeners, that's the most obvious thing our listeners would, no, never, I know. Do our listeners would never do that <laughs> um, but anyway um, how I felt about it was like I was really enjoying it at the beginning and it's it's very much a movie where like not really much is happening and it's just like a lot of quite quite quiet and simple scenes back to back um and it's 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 more immersive and atmospheric than it is narrative driven right exactly and and I I was really enjoying that and I I like a complete different pace of a film and just to be kind of letting it wash over me the young girl is phenomenal oh yes apparently they're they both, auditioned they're both incredible. I mean they're brilliant good. oh my god but she's like it's her breakout role and, and like they auditioned hundreds of little Scottish girls to she find her she's fantastic yeah she reminds me so much of our little niece Neil. she's yeah. so like she's so our little yeah. Scottish niece um, and then Paul Mascal's brilliant with her they have brilliant chemistry like they're wonderful on screen um, and their dynamic is very interesting and it feels like a very honest depiction and I know the um, filmmaker it's kind of <laughs> has hinted at the fact that it's somewhat autobiographical um, now there was a point in the film like where I suddenly thought oh god this feels a bit long and I'm getting a bit bored if I'm honest okay. uh, and I thought if I was watching it at home at that point on the small screen I may have paused it or turned it off but I wasn't, I was in the cinema as you should be watching a film and I, as, it, as it continued then I ended up being kind of knocked over sideways with emotions and it really struck me to the point where I kind of was like weeping as the film ended so I had actually a lot of emotions and it's very immersive and if you can just go into it knowing that you just kind of like sit back and let it wash over you a bit um, 
I really recommend it. I probably don't recommend it if you're just sitting at home and looking to throw on a movie. I just don't think it's... I don't think it would work. That's what I was about to jump in and say. If you can see this in the cinema, or if you can... Or if you're watching it at home and can commit to not pausing it, not talking, keeping the lights on... That, that I think that really is the best way to experience this movie. Mm-hmm. I think this movie... Um, the the sort of illusion and the momentum it'll all be shattered if you do what we do and what everyone does by like pausing it to go make a cup of tea go to the toilet have a conversation we often pause the film at home come back do the laundry yeah come back to another movie think oh actually I'll just go and uh, make the kids lunches there for school tomorrow like we kill movies at home yeah I I don't think that's the right way to experience this movie because I think what this movie does really effectively is it it makes it, it, it very much places you there I felt like you feel like you're on this holiday with them it's very personal um, it's interesting because you, you see two sort of um, perspectives here right um, not perspectives but there, you, you see it's primarily her perspective I'd say sorry I, I meant to say what I'm trying to say is that you see through two lenses literally you see the the, the sort of the film as it is happening in, in all of its private moments then we also see through their video camera a lot mm. of the time right and I think that's quite interesting what, what you see between how people act and what they uh, when they're on camera and what they choose to film which is the lasting memory and impression of a holiday versus the reality of the quiet moments in between and, and everything that is happening in someone's life that they bring with them on holiday as much as it's parked but it is in, you know as much as a holiday is an escape from whatever you may be dealing with in your personal life it is not a fully it's not a full escape and i think that i thought this movie also effectively really handled very um dark and tricky sort of subject matters with uh i think a deafness and also without explicitly saying any of it a lot, all, a lot of this movie is just implications and vibes and but I found, I found it very emotional I found it very hard a bit a bit slow to get into I think in this movie you either are on its wavelength and you go with it um, because we saw a few you, people we know don't. afterwards and they were like meh yeah we spoke to a few people afterwards and uh, um, and I really don't think this movie is for everyone and he, but then in the bathroom because like it's after the film festival and everyone was there like really excited to see this film because it's the only time it's on and um, like it was buzzing like the bathroom of people being like I loved it people being like I cried people being like I found it really boring like there was loads of discussion around it I think it would definitely spark conversation yeah and, like it's not going to be a film that you just watch and go and just never speak of again because it's really unusual it is unusual yeah. and this is her um, first um, featured um, like writer and director it very fe- it feels very different she does she does like she zigs when you'd expect a filmmaker yeah. to zag like, I actually don't think it felt like a debut at all no like it felt, felt really like a filmmaker to knows. me it felt like a filmmaker who's like I've done so many films that now I can make like the, the private intimate film exactly. I always dreamed of She, it feels like she's really confident and knows exactly what she wants to do like there are moments and this is a great example of the Marmite thing right you will either be with this or you will say get me the fuck out of here right because <laughs> there are there's a scene early on where it's 
maybe a four or five minute scene which is just him lighting a cigarette on a balcony right that's one and then and I was really into that scene and it pans between him on the balcony and his daughter in bed asleep and breathe so the only audio is her breathing and then it kind of pans back and forth between the two of them for three four minutes or it felt like it and you you're either just you you just go with that and let that happen and just as you said very brilliantly like let it wash over you that's what it is or you will sit there getting frustrated and fidgety and thinking get on with it like what's the point like He's the teenager like, sitting next to me who yeah. went for Paul Mescal and not for the film um, <laughs> yeah. I do have a question it was packed there were a lot of uh, what do you call the Pel- Paul Mescal fans are they meth- meth- mesk heads I have no idea but you what did you think about his legs because they're the legs that launch a thousand memes what? What do you mean? I he thought it was wo- the chain that was the meme. He wore gas shorts in normal people, and everyone's obsessed with his legs. With his legs? Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, I didn't notice his legs. <laughs> um, I thought he, I thought he looks incredibly Irish. Yeah, like, really I did not is. buy that he was Scottish at all. Yeah, but Irish like, and Scottish people look so alike. No, but but there are certain, you know, just like he just has a big Irish head on him, <laughs> like a very um, handsome one. He, because actually, like we're not. We, we are not authorities in Scottish accents so I can't judge I'd love to know what our Scottish listeners think because we have both lived in Scotland before and have Scottish family I thought his accent was very good and he did the right thing of just having a very subtle Scottish accent they also said his character doesn't live in Scotland anymore which kind of helps it be quite neutral and they said he was from Edinburgh which tends that's a more, that's a more mellow um, yeah. sort of accent tends to be anyway but, but anyway, no I, th- I mean yeah as you said not, a, not an authority but I, I there weren't any times where I was like Oh, you're you're not Scottish, even though you know it. Like, he's, a, like, he's an he incredible was, actor. Oh my god, his he was fantastic. They were both amazing, but like apparently they we, only had two we, weeks. They don't we go to spoilers. Yeah. I was say they'd only two weeks together before filming to like hang out because of the pandemic. So that like the level of comfort they had with each other, if you consider that, because often people spend months with kid actors. And it, and and that's not an. Like, that's a make or break thing for this movie and, and it's not an easy thing to switch on because like the the level of intimacy that um, is on screen between the father and the child is down to you know like her lying on his lap and him st- stroking her eyebrows and, and things like you know the sort of physical. physical intimacy that you that a, um, um, a parent and child would have but could be very potentially awkward with two people who've never met before or met for two weeks or whatever and also could be really inappropriate with a young girl well, like exactly. extremely yeah. careful on who you cast as the dad as well yeah. um, and like they just seem to have a lovely energy also he's playing like a young dad and they and they have that kind of youthful energy and um, so we're going to go to Sporter Street on this now so Dave indicate for Sporter Street <laughs> I'm not actually going to indicate there's no cars behind us somebody think- oh you actually want me to indicate no, no Kathy I am playing by the rules of the law <laughs> okay so we're on to Sporter Street now for after sun um, I feel like there is like almost nothing to spoil about this film but can I tell you like what it made me feel yes which may be a spoiler so that's why I didn't say it before I ended up like I think I was so moved by it there was like three scenes where I was just really crying and, and they're very there's nothing really happening in them but it was like these what she captures so beautifully is like that feeling that I have as a parent of like fuck this is all slipping away from me and my kids are so precious and I was literally watching the film being like we need to book a holiday with our kids I was like crying thinking about the last holiday we had with our kids which is so special it was like flooding me with emotions because it wasn't actually very much anything happening in the scenes except tenderness but like it's like making me reflect on being a parent that's why I found yeah. it so emotional 
and 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 I think so much, I, I completely agree and this movie is very clear that it is presenting to you the past mm-hmm. right like we're not presented with the present right like I, I made inference that they're estranged but I don't know if they are or not well we'll get to that in a second but I think what's important is she set this movie in the 90s right she's not set now it's not it's, it, it is about the past and it is about and it, and it shows you the grown up Sophie so it's very much about her relationship with this past and she's watching and, the how, and how precious it is and there is a, there is an implication of, of loss and a loss of a relationship um, and, and I'm not sure the movie isn't 100% clear as to the details but because they what, seem like very you know obviously they don't see each other that often and, and the dad like is you know very obviously like up and down and at one point extremely irresponsible and she gets locked out of the bedroom but there seems to be love and tenderness and connection there so it's it's interesting it kind of feels like they never went on holidays again after that I'll tell exactly I I think the same I think this is I mean the movie doesn't tell you I'll tell you what I think in a second but what it does give you is the feeling of 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 nostalgia nostalgia and loss yeah and like when she said when he and then like the dad's very erratic her life or he's not alive it's like, one or the other like right? he buys that rug for 800 quid we're talking the 90s 800 pounds is so much money and then and, at the end she sits she steps on the rug and that kind of made me think god did he die but then what was the nightclub scene where they were meet they're in a nightclub was she dreaming about it see i don't know that could have been metaphorical but for me i think one possibility is there's a really powerful shot where awesomely done where um, you know we see it's it's a panning shot and it starts on the last frame of the 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 video at the airport and then we zoom out and we're seeing it on her modern flat screen TV pans around to her watching it pans around again to him now you're it's in like his a disco behind him and this is this this is metaphorical this bit but it's her I think it's her imagining him going from that's the that what what that picture is that's the last time she saw him until she saw him at that disco and he was a mess that's my implication oh do you think that happened I think either so do you think the disco scene happened I think it did I think I think she saw him when he was spiralling out of control the movie implies you know he has addiction issues he has several injuries he doesn't remember receiving yeah he is clearly um, dealing with depression and, and suicidal Thoughts, right? That, um, yeah. There's a suicide note on a postcard. There's a very. Did that, but did that postcard arrive in the future or? No, the- I thought that was in the the movie plays with time in unusual ways. But I thought that was him after he had gotten back because he's sitting on the bed naked from the from when he went into the ocean. So he clearly had written her the note. Went out. It is dark. Yeah. It, it's it's very. Um, there's a low, I, there's loads going on, and I think you're right about that, like feeling of we don't know what happened to them in the future. But like, it's also really interesting because in the future she's probably like about our age now, right, in her mid to late thirties, and she has a baby. And imagine watching back that video and think she's probably thinking, bloody hell, he was a baby when he had her. Like, yeah. she was like an eleven year old girl away with a thirty year old guy, and he was her dad, and he was having all these issues, and like, he's doing the best he can, probably. God, I'm actually crying thinking about it. It's very, it's very moving. Like, he was such a sad character and really relatable and identifiable. Like, because he's somebody he talks about not fitting in, mm-hmm. you know? Um, he's somebody who's trying really hard to live, 
you know he's reading tai chi books he's kind of full of passion and he's full of mischief like throwing the bread rolls at the stage and running away um but he's someone who's just so overwhelmed with despair and emotion or whatever he is dealing and like when with he can't get up on stage with her and sing karaoke that's really sad it's like telling. she gets and, left on stage by herself and we we and you can look at that two ways and you can look at it and say dick move like it was really like awful for him to have let that happen but he is clearly in that moment he was like i can't he is incapable and he says i can't i cannot do this and he and and it's just and it was just it was tragedy the whole thing had an undercurrent of um of tragedy and she can't really understand any of this at this stage and I think it's her as an adult kind of piecing it together like he says it's really terrible I left you locked out of the room and she's like no it's fine like she's just like trying to brush it off but he knows like that is he left his daughter on her own in a holiday resort around like drunk men oh my god I was when she was wandering around lost and then some, and then that boy grabbed her from behind. I mean, you're yeah. just like you're just on edge. And especially and even when she he let her go off play snooker with those teenage boys, and he went like he should never have left her. And no. there are the moments where you're like, oh. But the film was like, the, the film was too calm, I guess, for anything like that happened. But anyway, we should stop talking about it. I'm actually getting really upset thinking about it. I think as well, like this is so lame. But like today, I was trying to dance with Oscar like we always do, and he wouldn't dance with me. So that he was just like, no, I'm playing Lego, and I was like. It's like, oh god, he's five now, and he just doesn't always want to do the things I want to do. Yeah. And then when he was dancing, he's with been her, a real teenager uh, lately as well. He doesn't want to. Yeah, and then when the dad, was, the dad was trying to dance with her, and then she did dance with him. I was just like, oh. Oh, that final scene. Well, I was, I was bawling because <laughs> we were both I, crying, I say, and the teenagers next to us were on their texting. phone. <laughs> and they, and I got But I also got to say, the other thing I was really impressed by was her use of pop music. Um, but, yeah, the but, pop music but, was so in the background, though. But it, either it was often just used in the background for scene setting or whatever. But there were two moments where the she spends a lot of time on the the lyrics. She lets she lets you long, like linger on these pop mo- songs, and they're happening like diegetically, and the lyrics have it was like, meaning this and impact. Is this is our last dance. dance. That's I was just I and broke then, down. And then, like. and then this is ourselves. Right, and and I thought that like all of that like applied to what was happening on screen, and but she was also like, um, she put um, she and whoever her sound guy and editor was, uh, sound person, sorry, not guy, um, put, like they they laid they laid in the uh, the orchestral score under the yeah, the Bowie Queen's track, and there was another one when she's singing the karaoke song and they're showing the words and it's all like that's uh, that REM song was oh, was, was hitting. Hitting hard. That girl actress, like, was so good. It just, I, she's I, I, phenomenally yeah, good. Like. She's just unreal. Um, anyway, we listen. We need to get off because we're nearly home. But um, yeah. So look, we both loved it and felt really moved by it. If you're still listening and you're on Spoiler Street, you should have seen it. So let us know what you think. Um, find us on uh, social platforms at Cinemile on uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, or at thecinemile at gmail.com and um, we've also actually built our own social media platform now because we can't figure out how to use Mastodon 
um, yeah. so we'll drop that in the comments have we and we're, are you talking about our Patreon no no we will have built one by tomorrow oh we're going to build yeah, one yeah yeah okay. um, but in the meantime yeah head over to patreon.com forward slash cinemile where uh, we have the most fun and we do retro movies and TV reviews um, yeah new retro movie coming your way very soon yeah and what else are we doing we're watching Love is Blind we're watching The White Lotus um, The White Lotus we'll be talking about yeah, that yeah loads of good stuff so um, patreon.com forward slash the cinemile yeah sorry for the audio quality I've been recording tonight um, yeah, Dave you, I'm looking at this microphone it's all over the place I'm glad you're you've on the call got it up in my face you've got it over <laughs> here the levels are going to be a mess I'm glad you're on the Paul Mescal trainer you need to go back watch normal people yeah He's I don't know I feel it. like I missed the normal people band uh, train do yeah. I do I, do I really need it. to go back and should I you just need to watch the scenes where he played Ga <laughs> no I don't I don't need that although I'm I'm very very um, impressed by him yeah, me he too. felt like that that character both of, both of those people just felt like a real father and daughter I felt like, like I was actually people, watching and, like I, was, home I, videos. and I wanted them to succeed I felt no. the whole thing the whole movie was just very um, sad it I'm, was tinged with happiness because it, it's mostly like happy and they're trying but it's like it, it is that it's nostalgia like you said it's like it, it's that happiness tinged with sadness because you're watching it from the present almost. but also holidays are a bit like that and, and the girl said it at one point as well like you've had a brilliant day and then you can feel really down because you're like oh yeah that was uh, you great know when dialogue. you're on holidays and you're like god I'm having such a good time but you're already like fuck I have three days and then I have to yeah, go back to work yeah. or whatever holidays are like such a and like holidays like say we were on holidays with our kids this year which is the best week the four of us and like in that week we all enjoyed each other's company so much whereas when you're at home you're like distracted by work laundry whatever and you're just like time passes and like you don't remember it as well like you really remember holidays yeah because every day is like really intentional yeah exactly um, anyway I'm going to start crying again but I love it and Oscar better dance at me next weekend <laughs> <laughs> alright bye uh, thank you for listening bye I wish we could have stayed for longer. Me too. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jessie Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.